0: Welcome to Museums in Strange Places. I'm your host, Hannah Hethman, and this is a podcast about Icelandic museums and museum culture.
1: That's what people like, really, is that they can touch things. They can do things, make noise if they want to. And, yeah, there are some people that take the instrument and make noise when other people are trying to listen on headphones just to punk it up. You know, so.
0: The revolution will be catalogued. After our lovely visit to the Auerbach Open Air Museum in the last episode... I thought the time was right to ditch the establishment and descend into the Sóp Islands, the Icelandic Punk Museum, to interview the museum's curator, Svarte Alfer. That's black elf in English. I'll let Svarte describe his punk style in a minute, but I wanted to also call your attention to the sound of his many piercings jangling in the background here and there during our conversation. So I am standing at the top of the public toilets, old public toilets in Iceland. And all around me are tourists and bright lights and beautiful things. But then right here is punk music. So we're going to go down and and see what that's all about. All right. Now I'm here. Now I'm at the punk museum uh, talking
1: to...
0: About this tiny museum, we're underground in the middle of Reykjavik, so can you tell me why we're underground and what this space is?
1: Okay, this space here is a public toilet for women. It was a public toilet for women. Uh, They quit around 2003 when the old lady went in retirement. It stood empty for uh, about 10 years or something like that. One guy decided to make a museum out of it, and here we are.
0: How long did it take you guys? Were you part of building the museum?
1: I was not part of building the museum. I came when it was finished almost. I put some things in it myself, and I decorated outside. But otherwise, there are five, or five or six other guys who did the rest. Put everything up.
0: Are these people who are original punks from Iceland?
1: <laughs> yeah, totally. And they're still punks.
0: Yeah, um, you, you look like you're still a punk. For my since this is audio, would you describe your your look? for the for the for the people listening so they know how cool you look
1: okay i got a green mohawk we're gonna start on the top i got about (laughs) 13 earrings uh a few tattoos and um, i'm patched up like i don't know what
0: i think probably i mean i'm not not much of a, a punk historian i think probably when people think of punk iceland's not the first thing they think of especially since uh, a lot of my audience is going to be Americans and Brits, and when they think of Iceland, they're going to think like you're talking before four of the northern lights and, and sheep. Um, so, so what's so special about Icelandic punk? Why was there a punk scene in Iceland?
1: Well, the punk scene here in Iceland became, uh, came here just as uh, any, in any other country. We a, a bit later on. But, yeah, I mean, everybody was angry, still is angry. And why not punk in Iceland like punk in Tibet or punk in Chile? I mean Chile was the first country with punk, nota bene. 1964, the Psychos, they did it.
0: I did not know that. I the, really what people I know, know it. What I know about punk is from my first visit to this this museum. So what's what's the most important punk contribution that Iceland has made to the
1: world? I don't know if we did any contribution to the <laughs> world uh, the the thing is, we had uh, our punk for ourselves mo- the first years. I don't think there were many guys that were going outside the country with the music. It was just uh, an inbreed thing. And maybe that's why uh, I think that Icelandic punk is a bit otherwise than the others. That's what uh, the in- inbreed did. You didn't want to be something like the next one. And so you did something special, something different. And each, almost each band has its own individual sound or something that is, yeah, what I call the Icelandic thing in the music. But it's not on any punk, it's in every genre of music. Uh, There's this little bit Icelandic thing in it.
0: Why does Iceland need a punk museum? Is this for the people in Iceland, for regard about um, the people who came before, or is this for the tourists, or who's this place for?
1: It's for everybody. Uh, it's, uh, the idea was uh, it's 40 years ago that the Sex Pistols song, uh, God Save the Queen, in the boat, and 2017 70s is 40 years. And that was the reason why we opened it up, was just to commemorate the punk era and it's for everybody. I mean, we get kids here. We got old people that are just rockers or, and have, haven't have a clue about uh, the punk. And everybody walks out more or less smiling. So, I don't know. It's a bit of educational. There are a bit of jokes in the on the walls. But, yeah, it's educational and, yeah, a lot of things that people don't know.
0: What's your favorite? I mean, this is a small museum. We've got one big room, a hallway, and a few stalls. And you have to squeeze in and out of the stalls to read all the text, which, as you said, is, is pretty funny. Like, it's really well done, at least in English. I don't know how the Icelandic is, but I, I assumed, yeah. So what's, what's your favorite part of this space? And what do you think um, other people uh, like the most when they come visit? Or, and is it the same thing?
1: No, it's a really a, a lot of tourists like the idea of the headphones in the on the ceiling. That's a, one of the major things that everybody goes wow and yeah, like it. My favorite thing—I don't have any favorite thing. I think that in this museum is just it. There's everything, you know, the writing on the walls, the everything. I, I can't—I can't say <laughs> there is something more interesting than uh, something else. I mean. It's funny. It's educational. It's history. So yeah,
0: I kind of think it's a work of art too. One of my favorite little touches is just like the the tape, in the um the the audio or videotape, just like in the urinals. Um, it's just like a little touch, and and I like it. it. You kind of feel like you're you're in a different space all of a sudden. You're sunk right out of the middle of of downtown tourist Iceland into this kind of cool, cool Icelandic history. So, uh, let me think. Um, I did not prepare for this. <laughs> I figured we'd wing it. Do you go to other museums in Iceland, just out of curiosity?
1: No, not, not as such. Uh, I've been to a few, of course, uh, but no, I, I still have, I have to go to the Penis Museum.
0: I still haven't been either. This is going to be a recurring theme in all my interviews, I think.
1: Yeah, no, no I'm not a museum person as such. That's yeah. Not really me.
0: What is the most interesting thing in punk history that you think if someone needs to walk out of here kind of getting something and being inspired by or kind of one moment in the history that that is worthwhile for for Icelanders or for, for foreigners?
1: I don't know. Maybe... I, I really don't know. I mean, punk is punk. What is punk? Nobody knows. No, it's just do what you want. Yeah, I think maybe that's the contribution that we as a whole, in the whole world, gave, if we gave anything, I don't think so, but every gave something, that was just show people that you can do whatever you want and be yourself. That's basically it.
0: What's the punk scene like in Iceland right now?
1: The punk scene is good. Of course, uh, there are a few guys who look like me. Uh, everybody's... Uh, uh, in the regular clothes that you get in the the shops and and nobody does anything with it anymore and nobody's riding on their clothes or putting patches on it. But the music scene is really good. We got uh, a lot of bands, both new and old bands, still playing and we got a lot of girls in the scene which is, there always have been girl bands or girls in the bands and I think that's one of the characteristic There are more than in in England or America where it was male-dominated all the time. Here we had a few girls who were on the top. So, yeah, I don't know. What we gave to the world, (laughs) who cares?
0: So I guess the the punk scene, the punk spirit is still alive in Iceland?
1: Yeah, yeah, totally. And even in people who are not listening at punk, no. That's the punky thing, you know. You don't need to listen a punk or look like a punk to be a punk. No, know, it's a, a state of mind, really. So, yeah. Well, That's good news for me. I mean, the new punks here in Iceland are guys who are uh, near the hip-hop scene, if you're going to think about it. I mean, I, uh, I know a band uh, called Skrachter, which are uh, a crossover of hip-hop and something else. I really <laughs> haven't figured out. But uh, their lifestyle is just like punk's. And you look at them and you go like, "Oh, flashback! I, I I did the same thing like you guys did for thirty years ago." So, and I think that's the new punk. If you're we going to talk about the new punk, as uh, the the new generation has his own music, but the attitude is there. So, thumbs up.
0: Uh, how's how's business at the at the punk museum? Do you have enough people coming through?
1: Yeah, I think nobody's complaining. It's okay. <laughs> uh yeah i am only the museum uh, curator so i don't think about those things <laughs> i let somebody else think about the uh, if it's profitable or something like that just i don't know it's
0: probably not a very punk sentiment to think about profits i guess oh, i don't think so <laughs> just got to have it um so where did where do those cool stuff you got instruments that people can play right
1: yeah we got instruments that people can play and make as much noise as, as they want because a lot of people can't play and we got also battle jackets uh, from old punks who had them in their, their closet didn't do anything with it people can put them on and play around with it uh, yeah we try to have something interactive going on so like the headphones in the on the ceiling, can listen at one two song of every uh, album you see. All Icelandic from the eighties, so yeah. That's what people like really, is that they can touch things, they can do things, make noise if they want to, and yeah. There are some people that take the instrument and make noise when other people are trying to listen to headphones just to punk it up, you know? So
0: I guess there's no wrong way to enjoy a punk museum, right?
1: Yeah, I don't know.
0: Kind of maybe violate the spirit if there were rules.
1: Yeah, I don't know rules, really.
0: The only rule is you have to pay the admission. What does it say on the front? Pay the admission. Why?
1: Because uh, we don't want to steal or rob you or sell drugs or be on social.
0: While I was putting away my recording equipment, I spotted some well-dressed Brits geeking out over the battle jackets and instruments at the other end of the room.
1: Go okay. on, put it
0: on.
1: <laughs> uh, you used to, to, to have one uh, like it. used to be punks in London. Yeah. you would put a jacket on.
0: Yeah, absolutely. Why are you here in the Punk Museum? Because um, we, we were punks in London. So this is, we, we saw it, and it was an art exhibit last time we were in Iceland, and we came back and like, punk museum! So we just kind of see, if we, you know. Yeah, it's
1: interesting to see the Icelandic equivalent of the subculture that, yeah. that was our life in London.
0: Yeah. It's, it's kind of heartening to know that it is here, you sort of, you don't think of, you don't associate punk with Iceland, I mean, apart from the sugar cubes everybody knows, obviously. But
1: like, yeah. Like, obviously, we know all the history of the punk in London and in England and the English punk scene, but uh, it's interesting to see the Icelandic version it's and what in- happened here.
0: It's much more interesting. Yeah. It's much more hardcore. We're like, we're walking around reading these, and we're like, oh my god, I saw the pops are hardcore.
1: So, yeah. <laughs> There's equivalent stories, of course, but you know, again, it's uh, custom makes it stale in manner. Yeah. You're hearing all these things fresh for the first time because you don't know about the Icelandic scene. It doesn't really travel from one country to another, what was going on in each subculture. So, yeah, seeing it for the first time, here, what happens?
0: Thanks for listening and following along as I travel around Iceland talking to the people behind this country's amazing museums. The music in this episode is by the Icelandic band Skrattar and is used with their permission. As always, you can visit my website, hhethman.com to find links to their music, photos of the museum, and other behind-the-scenes and further reading goodies. You can find out about new episodes by subscribing on iTunes, by following me on Twitter at hanna_rfh or by visiting my website hhethman.com. that's h h e t h m o n.com if you post about the podcast on social media please use the hashtag museums in strange places and now i'll let skratar play us out